Sunday morning over here. Again, in such beautiful company. <clears throat> and uh, continuing in the sixth parak of the fourth section of Derech Hashem. We are in the parak where the Ramchal is going through the structure of the daily tefillahs. And in giving us the structure of the daily tefillahs, first he's giving us the structure of the daily day our daily routine, our daily rhythm, into which we place the three tefillahs. So Amchal wants us to understand not just why we daven three times a day and not just why we need three different tefillahs, but he's giving us the greater framework and context within which these tefillahs are found and located and showing us that they're part of a much greater system which is their daily rhythm, the daily routine, which has to do with the daily cycling of universe and uh, everything that's in the universe. And that's why the Ramchal gave us this background. We went through Aleph and Beis, lengthy paragraphs, and he's about to now take that a step further, not yet still get us to Shacharis, but get us to understanding the rhythm of the day, uh, the theme of the cycling of the day of going from nighttime to daytime, from restfulness and slumber to wakefulness and arising in the morning and we're going to take that into the beginnings of the motions that we go through on a daily basis. What the Ramchal sh- shared with us last week was the ins and outs of darkness and light, nighttime and daytime, why we go from abject darkness every evening to dawn and illumination in the morning, what's going on at nighttime, and the head that's being subdued and suppressed as we approach daytime. And we saw that nighttime is the time for the Kaycha Satoma to be given a presence and autonomy and independence once again. Every night they rear their very ugly heads. The Kaycha Satoma, the powers behind darkness, the powers behind evil, the powers behind everything that is outside and in a, uh, outside of Hashem in opposition to God. And as we approach the dawn, they begin to be subdued and suppressed and limited once again. We also saw that as a result of the fact that they are running amok at night, and they have free reign at night, they're able to lay a claim to anything they can get their hands on, so to speak, at nighttime, and they say, this is mine. Kula shali, kula shali, kula shali. At nighttime, they run around, they were planting flags wherever they can find Soil in which they can stake their claims. What's their soil? Their soil is exactly that. Terra firma, karka, gashmias, physicality. Physicality that on its own is something that, which is independent of God. On its own is something which drifts away from God. It's the kaychsa tum at night say, aha, this belongs to us. They stake claims in all of the physical realm of creation for themselves including our bodies. When we're asleep, they seize us and they claim ourselves for their own. Ourselves, literally. They find our slumbering bodies devoid of the neshama. The fact that the neshama is absent says this is now a shtick erd over here. It's a clot of dirt. This is something that belongs to us, something that is devoid of godliness, is distant from godliness, deviates from godliness. This belongs to us. This is in our power and our control, and it gives the body more of a predilection, more of an atiyah towards 
Ra towards Tumah at nighttime. We wake up, our neshama comes back again, and the presence of the neshama reconnects the body to the neshama, reconnects the body to godliness, drives out this claim that on a nightly basis the Kaychas Tumah have staked in us, drives out their presence, takes that flag, and throws it out the window, but not entirely. That presence of the Tumah that was there at night exits and almost entirely exits, resolves itself down to our extremities, to our hands. It's left in the hands. So the flag is left in the hands. The, 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 the claim that they, they staked at night is still left in our hands. The Kaychas HaTumah. Hence, when we wake up in the morning, there's still Tumah, there's still this, this contamination, this taint from the Kaychas HaTumah that we're running amok at night, and it's still there present in our hands. That's where we sort of arrived at last week. Um, this obviously is a setup for what we're going to get into now this morning. It's a direct continuation. This leads directly into the concept of Nekovasar, washing one's hands in the morning. The questions that we raised last week, which need to be addressed, is why specifically the hands? What does washing the hands do? You know, a little water. What water can get out of Toma? Water can get out... Yeah, you just pour the water. Contamination, you're just pouring the water. That's right. Why don't wash with the soap? Yeah, so why not Purell? Yeah. I think if, if, if water can get rid of contamination, whatever water can do, Purell can do even better, right? Bleach. Wash your hands with bleach. You want to get out the Kaychas HaToma. So why is it left in the hands, and what does washing the hands do to purge our hands from this Toma? So let's, let's continue, and hopefully we'll see some more mysteries being unlocked. We'll see, we'll see some more dots being connected over here. Gimel. Hine. <laughs> the Rebbeinu has established a path forward, a path to emerge from the night, a path to begin a new day, and to shed and shake this tumah off of our hands, raise ourselves above that descent that we necessarily took at night when we were asleep, Litar mimashanitma to purify ourselves from that tumah that was again present necessarily at nighttime. Says the Ramchal as well, by extension. Very important idea over here that when we raise ourselves, we're also raising the entire world. The world, not just our bodies, was contaminated by tumah. There's a residual tumma not just in our hands when we wake up in the morning, there's a residual tumma in the world when we wake up in the morning. And we begin the day anew, a brand new cycle, by raising ourselves out of that tumma, purifying ourselves from that tumma, we are also purifying the world. We're raising the world back out of that tumma again every morning. So that's an amazing idea. We'll get back to that in a moment. When we wash our hands, we're not just washing our hands. When we purify our hands, we're not just purifying our hands. We're washing the proverbial hands of the world. We're purifying the proverbial hands of the world. We are once again in the morning illuminating the world and, and, and uh, lighting the way to dispel the darkness that the world was darkened with and dimmed with over the course of the night by the Kaychas HaToma. How do we accomplish that? By going through the procedures that have been established for what a yid does when he wakes up. 
through activities and through what we say, as we will explain. And let's go directly to Dalit and let's see, let's see a little bit of that. Let's see. Says there, I'm Chal Dalit. Gimel Dalit. Go very much back to back over here. Hine. The first activity a Yid does when he wakes up in the morning is. Nagelvasser. Well, Maida Ani. Yes, but that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Maida um, Ani. Ramchal actually does not mention Maida Ani. Arthur is, Arthur is exactly right. When we wake up in the morning, we say Maida Ani Lefanecha. And, and that's what we say when we wake up in the morning. He's going to skip over that for now. We'll have to, we'll have to address that and discuss that, why that is. But he's going with the first activity. The first activity that we do in the morning is washing your hands. You wash your hands three times on each hand, alternating maybe four times, right? That's the first activity that we're busy with in the morning is Taras Hayadaim. Why? Says the Ramchal. We know, we all know the why at this point. The Ramchal gave us all of the background that we need to understand the why and the hows and the whats of washing one's hands. Kinei heim heim shenidmu v'shar aleim ruach the very hands, our hands, are these hands that had ruach ro on them. That had the evil spirits at night were were um, were on uh, uh, were were, were um, there and now are present in our hands. And we know what that means. The the, the sugyas are mamish coming to life over here. What enlightenment and and uh, you know what impairment we have right now that that these concepts are no longer these you know. Spooky, or 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 um, you know, seemingly uh, um, esoteric ideas about some evil spirits that are there on our hands when we wake up in the morning, and somehow we got to get rid of these evil spirits. And we understand with clarity, we understand the lumdus of what's going on over here. Um, before we get into the lumpness of why, again, the two remaining questions are why the hands and how washing gets rid of the tumma. But before that, we understand why there's residual tumma in the hands, what that tumma is. What is that tumma? What, what is that tumma? That tumma is the claim that the Kaichasa tumma staked out on us. That's all it is. We were asleep at night. They found a body over there, a body which on its own is a cloud of dirt, as we keep saying, a body which on its own veers away from the Rebbein a body which on its own drifts, a body which on its own belongs to the Segment of creation which is devoid of God, and the kaychas which are empowered at night and are unlimited, unfettered at night, unrestrained at night, say this is ours. This belongs to us. This is a representative of us. This is part of our domain. This is part of our empire. And they plant a flag in us. That's exactly what they're doing. They claim us, and that claiming gives them more power over us as we're a subject, we're part of their domain, and makes us more inclined to, to follow suit, to follow the direction, because we've been claimed by them. There's no neshama right now in the body. When we wake up, the neshama dispels the vast majority of that claim. The neshama pushes it out. The neshama says, Ze oimer shali, as we said many times last week. The neshama claims the body back for itself. No, this is a body which is godly. However, the neshama on its own, the presence of the neshama, the restoration of the neshama can't do it entirely on its own. The, the neshama is able to push it out for the majority of the, the um, presence of the neshama. However, However, it's still there in the hands. So the, what we're doing with Negelvasser, the right way of understanding this in Lumbus, we're finishing off where the Neshama began, 
when the neshama comes into the body. We're finishing it off by doing Nagalvasar. Okay, the big mysteries, so at least that, that's such an eye-opener over here. Just understand what the lambdas of, of Negevash is, what the lambdas of the Kaychas Atomah, the lambdas of Ruach Ra, the evil spirit, the evil spirit, you know, not something that has to be viewed as, as antiquated or archaic or just one of these things in Judaism you can't ask questions. I know it's, it's, it's very elegant. It's very rich and detailed, the understanding behind the Ruach Ra, this evil spirit. Um, it's, as the Kaychas Atomah recede, Necessarily, because they're forced out by the neshama, they their last holdout, um, their last stand is made in the hands, and I, by doing nagavasar, I banish the ruach ra from my hands. I'm finishing what the neshama began by the neshama just coming back into my body. Okay. Vehine chagak habayre yisbarach sheigurash meim ayidei anatilo ruuya. The Rebbein Shalom has established in the Bria that the Kaychazatoma are kept at bay and are banished, are banished through going through the Natila process, through going through the process of washing one's hands. That's how the Rebbein Shalom established how things work. That the Kaychazatoma are able to be banished and purged entirely by me doing Nagavazar. I can finish off the job that my Neshama began of banishing the Kaych and forcing them to receive to my hands through doing Nagel Vassar. So, we, we, again, we have the two long-standing questions that we keep coming back to the, are why the hands and how does Nagel work. So, so far, Ramchal told us it has Nagel work. How does it work that Nagel purges the Tum entirely? So far, what he said was, that's what HaKosh Baruch decided, which we want to be able to take it further than that, right? And I want to just stop and say that's what the Vashon decided. We want to crack that open, but let's read a little bit more before we try to crack that open. Turns out through Negevaser, now my entire guf is nitar. What does he mean by the entire guf? The dogish is kol gufay, kol gufay. That's the dogish over there. That's the emphasis is on all of me, all of my body, meaning my neshama did it most of the way, by my neshama by coming back into my body. And as Arthur pointed out, that's why we say, that's saying that's the 95%. Shechazarta bin Nishmasi, Bechemla, Kama, Rabbi Munasecha. Yes, that's right, Arthur. That's me saying that the 95% was accomplished by the Neshama. By the Neshama. Um, the rest, the remaining 5% that's in my hands, I do through the Negelvasser process. Kamaisha Kalu, I'm sorry. Kamaisha Kuloi, Haya Nidma. Uh, the same way that the entirety of me was originally entirely tummy, entirely contaminated by the Ruach Ro'ah, and the 95% was banished by the Neshama, now the 5% follow suit, and now I'm entirely purified. Good. Now, points out what he pointed out earlier, that when I finish off the process through Negelvasar by purifying my hands, now my entirety and all of me is now once again claimed by my neshama, my neshama has been able to push out the kaych satom and say, kula shali, has grabbed the whole talus for itself, the neshama, that not only affects me, that affects the entire bria, as we just saw in the previous paragraph. To illuminate and purify the entire bria from the tzoma that comes there at night and to emerge from the darkness of night. So there's a parallel over here. There is a residual tumma in my hands. That means there's a residual tumma in the that aspect of the universe that parallels my hands. 
by me purging the tumma from my hands, I'm purging it from the the, the last holdout in the, the universe aspect of my hands. Um, yes. Um, question. We're we're actually not talking about dirt. You're talking about spiritual. Yes, that's right. Spiritual contamination. That's why soap and all it's not going to do anything. Soap, Purell. Yes, is your Arthur. Is, is, we asked earlier, why not do Purell? We asked, why not do bleach? Right? And Arthur is correctly, correctly answering that, that this is spiritual. Good. The question is still, the why, 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 why is it the water does, does anything? What, what is this process doing? How exactly does the water get rid of it? And why the hands and why the Nagelvaster gets rid of it? That has to still be addressed. But in terms of understanding the how can water do anything more than Purell, yes, of course, that's, Arthur is 100% correct in that. Um, okay, let, 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 this is the right place to stop for a moment um, and try to indeed crack this open before we do the final line and a half. And let's return to those two questions. We've connected so many dads. We've discovered with, um, I think, hopefully, such a, a beautiful clarity over here what um, the... the concept of Tomas Yadayim is, what does it mean that my hands are impure when I wake up in the morning? Um, and why there has to be a process to rid my hands of that impurity. Again, it's, it's the last stands of the Kaychas of Tumas that are there at night. They are claiming me for themselves. My Nisham returns and claims me back for itself. And the, the Tumas is banished and forced to recede to the hands. It's able to still be there in my hands. And I have to do negovasa to get rid of it. So, again, the two long-standing questions over here are, but that have to be addressed before we go on, is why the hands... I wish that question could be asked in one of two parts. Why aren't they banished entirely when my neshama comes back? When the neshama comes in, they should be banished in Gansan. If the neshama says, kula shali, the neshama can push the tumma on its own out of the 95%, why can't my neshama push it out of the 100%, right? It's a fair question. That will be 1A. Question 1B is, if my neshama can't push out the tum entirely, why is it that the hands are where the tum is able to still um, hang out? Why not my nose? It should be, I do nagovasar on your nose, right? Okay, we wouldn't call it nagovasar, we would call it... Nozvasar. You touch your parts of the body you're not supposed to touch with this. You're not supposed to do that, don't do that. No, but this this way the tumors in your hands. No. What if you go sleep with, uh, at night with gloves on? You don't have to do nagel sir? What do you say? Yeah. You do. See, even if your hands didn't touch anything, if your hands did not touch anything, you do nagel right? Even if you sleep with gloves on. Um, why? Why is you know? Uh, uh, why not? What, maybe you see to your nose, to your ears, to your eyes, to your teeth. Your hair, your toes, your ankles. This is this is where the, 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 it's able to hang out. Strange. There's got to be a reason for that. And finally, why is it this process of nagelvaser that's able to do the final banishment, the final purging? What's with this ritual of taking what splashing, splash, splish, splash, and splashing water around is able to banish it? So these are the three major questions that have to be addressed before we go on. We got the, the lumdus is beautiful. The setup is amazing, but. But, but here we still seem to be up against three things that just seem to be azaidus 
That's just the way it is. This neshama still is hanging on the hands, and just the water gets rid of it. No, but there's no such thing as azoidus in Yiddishkeit. So we want the azoi, not the azoidus. So what's the azoi? Um, this is like this, Rabbi Say. Beautiful ideas. Mamish the hashlamas advarm to everything that we've seen. First of all, let's start with 1A. Why is it that the neshama's return doesn't get rid of the tumult in Gansen? When I'm asleep, my neshama recedes from the body. You leave behind the body, which is a, which is a shtick erd, a clot of dirt, and on its own is, is, is drifting and deviating from the rebbein as, as we said, that's why the kaychas can plant a flag in our body and say, Kula Sheli, this is mine, this belongs to me, and this is Tomei. This is Tomei territory. This is... I claim this in the name of Lord Tuma. That's what's happening when we're asleep at night. We wake up, the neshama comes back and says, No, Kula Shali. I claim this in the name of the Lord Almighty, the Rebbein Shalalem himself, right? Kodesh Baruch Hu, this belongs to Kodesh Baruch Hu, this is something that's godly. So that pushes the Tuma. Why isn't it pushing out all the way? Why is it still left in my hands when I wake up? Why is it still left in my hands? The Teretz is, Shama can't do everything. Shama can't do everything because I wake up yeah, this neshama that says kula shali, there's still kaychas atoma and, and a body that says kula shali, and there's a shali in between the kula shali and the kula shali, i.e., there's still a me with bechira. I wake up, I come back, I read heaven my body, and I have bechira. We, we say, we wake up, you storm my soul to me, and that soul wants to soar and climb and rise up to you, Rebbein Nishalayim, but ah, there's someone in here in the middle that still has Bechira, there's a me, that I have free will, I have free choice. I have the prerogative to decide when, during my waking hours if I'm going to follow the path and the course of the Neshama or if I'm going to follow the path of the Guf. I have Bechira. So since I have Bechira, my very... Ability to choose allows the Tumma to still be there. The Tumma is not knocked out Legamri. The Tumma is able to have its last stand and still hold on to me because the Tumma is saying back to the Neshama, you're right, this is a, bodily, a body that could be a godly body, but um, you could choose to go and follow me. You could choose my side. You could choose my Mahalach. So I'm not ready to leave. I'm not ready to leave. He could choose what I have to offer. You can't entirely kick me out back home, me call call, just because you put a neshama back into this guf, because there's a person who's in between the neshama and the guf, Bechira, which lies poised in between the two, which has a handle and a hand on each of the two, and he, hey, you know, we may be fettered now, as we may be limited, and we may be restrained and restricted, but this guy could still choose to go, you know, and follow us. He could, he could choose to follow what we have to offer. Everybody understand? So Toma has not been entirely banished. Toma has not been entirely rejected and ejected because I still have the Chira. A, that allows the Kaychaz Toma still to hang on to me. To hang on to me because the Kaychaz Toma is saying, well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what this guy wants to do. And we're not ready to give up yet. And, and more than that, more than that, the fact that he has an ability to choose us means that we still have some power over here. The potential gives us power. The potential for him to, to follow the Kaych gives us empowerment and gives us presence and a place still in this person's existence. That's an amazing idea. Why the hands? 
Why the hands? Because the hands are the representation, not just the representation, the embodiments of Bechiro. The hands are where we are active in the Velt, where we uh, make a difference, where we make a presence. Our hands are what allow us to manipulate, to be involved, to be present in this world. Those are the appendages that are there for us to uh, show up in our environment. In my mind, my nose, my ears, I don't really show up so much in my environment. And my mouth can speak, but you know, you don't see words. They're very gossamer. What's going on in my mind? Certainly, you don't see, nobody sees what's going on in my head. My hands are those items where that's, they are the direct, concrete output of my Bechira Gasa, of my course and 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 Gerubba uh, Bechira shows up through my hands. So again, the very item which allows the Kaychas Atoma still to have a hold and presence over me, still to have an involvement in my life, even after I wake up, even after the Neshama is doing its best to push them out, is what allows them to ha- is, is, is what determines the area of my body where they're able to still inhabit and, and lay a claim to. It's my Bechira, the fact that I could be Becher Bera, gives them a domain and a presence in the area of myself which represents and contains my Bechira in this world, which is my hands. My hands are where I show up over here. My hands are where I am active. What is Nagelvasser doing? The beautiful idea to bring the whole thing home, to bring the whole thing full circle over here. The final question was, how is getting my hands a little, splashing some water and finish off the job that the Neshama began and purge the Tomo? Nagel Vassar is saying, yes, I have Bechira, and yes, I have potential to follow the Kaychas HaTomo, and yes, that potential to follow the Kaychas HaTomo allows him still to have a presence in my hands, but I am choosing to not go that way. I'm going to sanctify my hands. Azoivi the Kayin, we know the Nagavas is compared to the Kayin in the morning when the Kayin shows up in the base on Mikdash. What does the Kayin do every morning when he shows up in the base on Mikdash? Smokes a cigar. That's at the end of the day, right? When he's chilling, the chill, the post avoided chill. In the morning he comes and does what? He laves his hands in the basin of lavery, right? He does the, the, the ablutions, the ritual ablutions, and laves his hands in the laver. Doesn't go to the Goes to the mikvah? Yeah. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have to go to the... He washes his hands in the basin. They don't go every morning before they do the... They weren't required to. They weren't required to go to the mikvah. Like you, you think of the Kain Gadol on Yom Kippur, going back and forth to the mikvah. If he comes and he has Thomas Kerry, he's got to go to the mikvah, and then he can't even work that day, though, anymore. Um, uh, the minute it's brought down, actually, the Gemara says that they would go to the... They would go to the mikvah in the morning, um, if, after they would relieve themselves, have gedolim, they would go to the mikvah afterwards, wash them, their hands after katanim, go to the mikvah after gedolim. Umar says that's what the kaihanim did. But uh, they would they would wash their hands in the ritual basin of doing ritual ablutions, correct? And the feet too, and the feet too. Washing one's hands is the idea of saying the following. What are you doing when you wash your hands? You're doing an amazing thing. You're saying. These hands could be could do so many different things. These hands could be used for pursuing Tuma. They could pursue Ra. They could bring Ra and Tuma out here into this world. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. I don't want my hands to do that. That's not what I want to bring out into this world. That's not what I want to use my Bechira for. 
I want to sanctify those hands. I want these hands to be doing godly things. I want these hands to be projecting rays of light and to be beacons of illumination into this world. I want these hands to be doing godly things and bring godliness into the world. I want my Bechira to bring godliness into the world. And I'm going to begin that by sanctifying my hands. Washing hands is sanctifying the hands, being Makadish hands, and is a statement that, that, that these hands are going to be dedicated to godly work, dedicated to the handiwork of God, exactly like the kind showing up to base in the morning. And that's why with Negovasar, you pur- purge the tumo, the remaining 5% uh, um, out of your system. Because I'm understanding why the tumo is still here, and I am responding and kind to the Tumah by saying, you have no place here, you have no business in my hands, I'm going to sanctify these hands, I'm going to be makadish them, l'shem shemayim. What an amazing, beautiful, mind-blowing idea. Everything comes together with such chlorkite over here. What's going on at nighttime, what it means the Tumah is present in our entire body, why the Tumah is still there in our hands when we wake up, and how Negovaser purges that remaining Tumah, and how... That works in why we need to do the Negevasa. Why the Neshama doesn't get, get, knock it out all the way. Being that we're still Bala Bechira, we still have free will to choose what we want to do. We still could follow the lure of the Kaich Zatoma. So it's still there in the hands. And by doing Negevasa, we are sanctifying our hands. And we are sanctifying the entire universe. So a whole new Kavana to have in mind. The Ramchal is sharing, us, uh, sharing all this information with us, not just for our understanding and alignment, but to carry this into motion. Remember, the, 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 the theme of the fourth section of, of, of Derech Hashem, which we're in right now, the Ramchal entitles it Ba'avoida, on the top of, topic of Avoida. Every idea that he shares with us over here, we're supposed to be bringing into our Avoida, into our, you know, what we do on a daily basis. Um, and so this is a new Kavon and Nagovasar. A brand new Kavon and Nagovasar. And what, what, what kavanah do we have till now in Nagavasar? I don't know if we had any kavanah. It's hard to have to think about anything that time of day. Before the coffee, before your coffee, you're going to think, you're going to think that early in the morning. And these days, these days, you know, it's just, Nate is not till 7.20 something. You get up for the first shacharis, you're washing Nagavasar in the dark. But our minds don't have to be in the dark. Our practices don't have to be in the dark. The Ramchal is giving us this as a kavonah to enhance how we're actually doing Negevas or what it's all about. And when we do this, we're sanctifying our hands, we're sanctifying the entire universe, we're purging that 5% of the Tumah from the rest of the universe. Vinay says the Ramchal, he connects us with one final idea. Chibru l'zeh gamkein nekai sa'adam es gufai bihi fa'noisoi connected, this is the idea of of um, cleansing your body physically when you wake up in the morning. The Gemara tells us that before a person dies in the morning, he should try to purge his bowels. He is purified, raised, and ready to serve his God. Um, the physical purging of, of all the, the refuse from one system parallels the idea of purging of the residual tumba that's there in the hands, and I've been sanctified and elevated. I'm, I'm, I've elevated myself, sanctified myself, dedicated myself to doing God's handiwork today. Okay, we'll stop over here, and Mitzvah Shem continue tomorrow on New Frontiers.